What's up, guys? Scoo from Dirt Soldiers MX and the Motocross Training Academy Racing Podcast. Welcome back. This is episode two in our podcast series. I'm super excited today because I brought I brought on another guest, and that guest is Joe DiGano from MXCoach.com. And we're going to talk about the mental training and development for motocross racing. And we get into some really good, good golden nuggets in here, stuff you can really sink your teeth into about coaching, about being a rider and being coached, um, about being a champion, about defining your goals, about getting crystal clear on what you want with your motocross racing. So let's jump right into this uh, podcast series, this interview with Joe. I think you're going to really, really like this. I really opened my eyes to a couple of things. So let's listen in and jump right into the podcast. Today I want to welcome Joe DiGano from MXCoach.com to the Dirt Soldiers MX Racing Podcast. Joe focuses on mental training and development, riding techniques, and physical training at MXCoach.com. Today we're going to talk about the mental training and development in motocross racing. Hi Joe, welcome to the show and thanks for taking the time to come on today. Yeah, thanks for having me Scoob. Great to be here. Great to talk about my favorite thing, which is motocross. <laughs> And uh, that is being a champion in motocross, which, you know, I believe that any rider that's out there racing and then comes to a training camp or school or gets a coach Mm -hmm. has a hidden dream of being a champion. I couldn't agree more, actually. No doubt about it. Can we get, for the listeners, can we get a little bit of your backstory, how MX Coach came to be? Um, you know what I mean? And a little bit, maybe go back a little bit even farther to, you can even delve into a little bit of your riding and where, where you came from and how it moved into becoming uh, MX Coach, how that came to be. Yeah. Um, you know, I was, uh, I, I grew up in New Jersey, so I raced at Raceway Park, um, not too far from you, Scoob, out there in Pennsylvania. Yeah, you weren't far from me at all. Mm-hmm. And, and one day we went to uh, Gary Bailey Motocross School down in Axton, Virginia, mm-hmm. uh, a couple of buddies of mine. We thought, hey, that'd be great. And uh, it really changed everything for me. You know, Gary Bailey, um, you know, he's the grandfather of motocross schools. He invented motocross schools some 40 years ago. He's trained uh, so many champions. Uh, obviously, his son, Gary, uh, David Bailey, multi-time national champion. Mm-hmm. And then the list goes on. Travis Pastrana. Um, it goes on with um, uh, Cooper. Um, it, it just, you know, every every uh, season was a, a, a fantastic rider trained and developed by Gary Bailey. Anyway, I had the privilege of uh, going to one of his schools, four-day camp. And, uh, you know, he said something there that really made a difference to me. And it didn't matter, you know, what how good you were or not were. Uh, you could do anything on a motorcycle if you were put your mind to it. Hmm. You know, David Bailey was there with the number one plate. He was the GNCC champion. I mean, it was just amazing, right? Yeah. Uh, he was he was there doing the whoop, whoop sections with us, and it was just a, 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 a time to never get over. And I thought, man, I'm going to be a champion, <laughs> right? He flushed it out of me. Yeah. Like if you could do anything, what would you be? Well, I want to be a champion, and um, and that's my story, right? And I continue to work with Gary and. Moved to California as soon as I graduated high school, raced uh, to race pro. Yeah. And got out there and uh, signed up in the pro class class at L.A. County Raceway and got my butt handed to me. (laughs) 
<laughs> had to drop down to the intermediate class. Mm-hmm. Real humbling experience. Yeah. Um, then, you know, worked my way back up and got my AMA Pro license, 1988. I did the Nationals. Um, I got my first uh, paycheck from the AMA at the Hangtown Motocross National, 1988. Really? <laughs> 50 bucks. <laughs> 35th overall. That was that was it, man. I was legit a pro motocrosser. <laughs> I guarantee it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, you know, years later... Um, I worked in the motorcycle industry and uh, for Bellray, Bellray yeah. Company, the lubricant company, and, and they sponsored Gary Bailey. We reconnected and uh, working with him, I'm like, you yeah, know, I really want to do this. So I, I quit that job and created MX Coach back in 2001. Um, and Gary taught me how to how to coach. Uh, he taught me his techniques, <clears throat> and I put together, you know, the whole four facets: uh, elite athletics. John Salemi, who I've known forever, um, on uh, how to train for a motocrosser, mm-hmm. um, in a, you know, real specific period of days and format. And then the mental part, which is my background, which I've been working on. And I've been able to put a program together that really gives everyone the whole thing. I'm not a trainer, right? A lot of racers have trainers that will help them do physical training. Yeah. Um, and I am a trainer, but I'm a coach. And a coach is a totally different distinction, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I have the expertise in nutrition. I have the expertise in athletic training. I have the expertise in, uh, riding technique, you know, from the greats, from Gary Bailey, from, from, uh, uh elite athletics, John Salemi, et cetera. And my stance is the mental is everything. But it's an area where a lot of guys just, just neglecting the sport. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a tough one to get your hand around. Yeah. Right, and so, you know, I, I ask riders all the time, you know, how important do you, do you think mental the mental part of racing is? And they always say, oh, really important, especially in the pro ranks. Oh, man, it's so important. And I go, well, what do you do for mental training? Yeah. And I haven't got an answer yet that made any sense. <laughs> and, that, that's you know, a, and, that, and that's funny because that's actually one of the things I pulled off your page there at, at your at mxcoach.com. And, and, and part of that was is where you said, you know, you – you, you ask them what they do for their mental training, and you always get this blank stare, you know. And you're, <laughs> and yeah. they usually, and you say sometimes you you'll get the answer. I visualize, I think positive, and, and or I or I focus. And but you say there's a big gap between doing that and actually training and developing yourself mentally, you know. And what, what would you say that big gap is? Now that we kind of dove into it. Yeah. Well, that's a great question, right? And you know, it's it's really. Uh, being a coach, and there's not many coaches out there. Yeah. And I do know a few of them, and they're great. Mm-hmm. But they're, you're going to find a lot of trainers, a lot of guys, you know, teaching technique, um, you know, whatever. Everyone's got their their methods on technique. I believe Gary Bailey's principles are what the top five guys in motocross are using today, and that's what he's teaching. Yeah. But aside from that, as a coach, coach is creating a context for what it is that you're doing, right? Yeah. And really getting clear on what are we doing here. Mm-hmm. We're riding a motorcycle. Why are you riding a motorcycle? To win races. Why do you want to win races? So I can get better and move up to the next class. Why do you want to go to the next class? So I can race pro. Got it. What do you want to do when you're a pro? Uh, be good. Yeah. Not okay. <laughs> what do you want to do when you're a pro? Well, I want to be a, you know, a top five pro. Got it. 
Yeah. Why do you only want to be a top five pro? If you're a top five pro, wouldn't you want to be the champion? Well, yeah, I want to be a champion. When we get clear, Scoob, that what you're up to is to be a champion, that that's really what's driving this, that's really what you want if you could have anything, well, then that becomes the context, the container of our coaching, of our training, of the actions in our racing and what we do. Mm-hmm. All right, so I work with riders all the time, and they're amateurs trying to get better. Yeah. And, you know, I can talk to them about a corner we're working on and sh share with them and illustrate them and show them that the techniques to go through a corner, and they're doing it as best as an amateur trying to get better could do. Yeah. The moment we presence what you're really up to and you forgot that your future and who you are is a champion motocrosser. Now please take that corner like a champion would, like Villapoto would, mm. like Dungey would. I'm telling you the results are night and day in a moment. So it really debutes the, the uh, theory, the thought process that I'm working on it and I got to get better and I got to get to this step and then to that step. The guys I, I coach have breakthroughs. There's no steps. It's like, holy cow, I'm winning my class. Holy cow, I'm local pro. Yeah. Holy cow, I'm I got my AMA pro license. How did that happen? Yeah. Boy, boy, you just threw me back there to an episode of uh, uh what's the, uh, uh, the 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 series they put on TV there for a while? I thought it was a great series, and boy, I'm losing the name of it right now. But there was an episode in there where you seen Villapoto and his dad were training. And uh, yeah. and uh, he, you could see his mental, his, you know, his mental. He was lacking a little bit on on the mental aspect of things. And his dad was telling him, "You got to go back to that corner." I don't, did you ever see this? I didn't see it. Uh -uh. Oh, and he, he, yeah, it was it was a real good, real good piece. I, I'll leave a link to it below in this episode where you can watch that video. Uh, someone broke it down on YouTube and just, um, you know, just that little piece. It was a whole show, but they broke that little piece out. But you could see he was a little bit like just burnt out for the day. He didn't want to, uh, he didn't want to push through that corner again. His dad believed he could do it faster, and his dad just didn't give up. He really, really, really pushed him, and finally got him to break through. And we're talking about, I'm sorry, not Villapoto. Uh, uh, did I say Villapoto? You said Villapoto. I may, I got that wrong. Uh, Adam Cincerello. It was him. Cincerello. Yeah. Okay. And uh, he, he, he just finally his dad got through to him. And got him to go through that corner and uh, and do it at the level he knew his son could do it at, but he just wasn't doing it because he was just didn't you know he was he had to push him to get him to do that because you could tell he was a little bit burnt out for the day or whatever the case may be. But it was funny once he pushed him and he got him like he really broke through to him. He did and just like you were saying how you get a guy to go through a corner and you say to him you know you, you can do this you can do it like a, a professional can. It's a night and day yeah. difference. That's a coaching opportunity, right? Yeah. I didn't see the clip, but from what you're telling me, you know, Cincerello is training and racing to be a champion, clearly. How yeah. do I know? Because of the results. Mm-hmm. Right? There's no amateur try to get better that gets the kind of results that Cincerello does. It doesn't happen. Yeah. The only people that get the kind of results that Cincerello gets is people committed yep. and relate to themselves as a champion. Not, I'll do the best I can. So my point is this, is that that's a coaching opportunity that he's tired, it's the end of the day, and his father 
offers a coaching opportunity called I'm reminding you why you're here. That's a great point, yep. I'm reminding you to be the champion that you are and bring the champion to this corner and have a breakthrough because yep. that's what we do. Yep, and he wasn't going to let him go home that day leaving that place with doing it, not doing it the best he knew his son could do it. Yeah, and another point here is, you know, a lot of a lot of dads, it's this push thing. I'm pushing my son. If, yeah. if it was, a, and I didn't see the clip, right? But yeah. if if it was a real coaching opportunity, there was no push. Coaches don't push. Yeah. And until it's time for them to push. But yeah. my point is this: is that pushing as a fixed way of being does not work. Scoob, if I come over there and put my hands on your shoulders and push you, what are you going to do? I'm going to push back. You're going to push back? Yeah. And this is what most motocross dads and motocross racers are doing. Boy, okay? that's a good They're point. They're pushing you to do what you need to do and know to do so that you can get what you want, and it's just it's it's physics. Yeah. What happens is whoever you're pushing is resisting. Yeah. Coaching is not that. Yep. It's not cracking a whip. It's not pushing. It's reminding why we're doing what we're doing to get the bigger context. You're not training on your on your wind trainer in the garage in the winter. You are fulfilling your championship. You are being a champion. Yeah. Context is decisive, right? Yeah, that, that's that's a great point, and you know, I, I like that. Really like that point of you know, if you push on me, I'm going to push back. That's what coaching is about, you know, to guide you. And that, that leads into another point here. And that point is, you know, something I, I pulled off your site there. And, I, and I'll read it right here from, the, from, from your site. Yeah. You say mental training and development ha- happens through conversations that inquire and create, that you, you acquire and create an MS coach. We focus on the what, as in what is it that you truly want? What are your goals and intentions? By getting crystal clear, which I think is a, great point by getting crystal clear on what you want and being willing to be committed to to the what then the how then you get the how 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 is in how am i going to do it or how is is that possible will always show up i really like that statement because um you know i i follow a lot of personal development stuff myself you know tony robbins and and all of them and they always tell you to focus on you know the focus on the the why why you want to do something and, and that's the point you make here. Can you elaborate on that some more about getting crystal clear about? Um, and we and we kind of did already, but can we go a little bit deeper into that? How yeah. how, how a guy yeah. can get crystal clear and what he needs to focus on? Yeah, I mean, could you imagine if you show up at you know an amateur race, a Chicken Licks Raceway, mm-hmm. in the novice class, mm-hmm. and you declare to your friends and your family, anyone else that listen, that you know you're going to be the champion in 2018. Mm-hmm. Right, they laugh at you, right? But it goes deeper than that. Yeah. The, the way people are wired is, I can't tell you what I'm really up to. If I told you what I'm really up to, like being a champion or a pro motocrosser mm-hmm. by a certain date, right? All you guys that say I'm going to be a pro motocrosser, it's just a little dream and a wish until you say the year. I'll be a pro motocrosser. By 2015, well, well, now that that transformed this wish, this hope, mm-hmm. this dream into a committed action with a timeline, yeah. Yeah. But my point is, is that we don't speak like that. 
if I tell you I'm going to be a champion, I got to be responsible for that. And that is the last thing people want to be is responsible. Hmm. Instead, I say things like, hey, I'm going to do my best and we'll see what happens. Well, when you go to the track and there's 40 riders and you do your best and you see what happens and we come back, I get to say, did you fulfill on your intention? And you say, well, I did my best. Well, what number is my best? Right? When you go to the line and say, hey, I'm going to get first place. Yeah. And you come back and I can say, hey, did you get first place? No, you didn't. Got it. What's missing that will make a difference for you to get first place? See, this world of obscurity, this world of really foggy language leads to really foggy actions and really foggy results. Mm -hmm. The courage to declare who I am in the matter and be responsible for what I'm out to accomplish, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a pro motocross champion. Yeah. You want to win the novice class? You want to win the local championship? Mm -hmm. You want to move up to the intermediate class by such and such a time? Hey, got it. Yeah. And so then it gives the what to our coaching. It gives the what, the purpose of what you're doing on a motorcycle mm -hmm. and what you're doing off a motorcycle. Because so basically when, you, when you're doing that, when you're not putting it, making it crystal clear and you're not giving it a, 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 de you know, a definite date or definite what you want to accomplish first place, you're creating a, basically a limiting belief. And you're so basically, I mean, if we was to get real deep into this, your 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 mind's finding that answer that, that that you created for yourself when you say say you say something like well I'm just gonna go out and do the best I can do today well that's basically you're gonna you're you're gonna get that result you know yeah I mean how how do we measure the best that you can do and so we're so we're so crazy about going to the motocross track and saying I'm going to get fifth place third place I'm gonna get two whole shots and a podium. Mm -hmm. I'm going to win both motos and I'm going to get top three hole shots. Nobody talks like that except the pros, except the, I shouldn't say the pros, excuse me, except the champions. Yeah, except because at the end of the day, you get to measure. Did you fulfill on what you said you would do? Yeah. And if it's, hey, I'm doing the best I can, it's no like, well, it was the best you can because your mom made you the wrong sandwich, your girlfriend got in a fight with you, and you didn't get to sleep too much because you were up playing Xbox all night. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, 12, 22nd is pretty good. Yeah. But until you bring your word to, hey, third place is what I'm getting this weekend, then we can go like, okay, you got third. Beautiful. Congratulations. You got fourth. We can say, what was missing? Yeah. This is where we go to work in yeah. training and developing a rider. Yeah. And training and developing a champion is, I said X. I didn't get X. That's the training and development. Yeah. When you say, I'm going to do my best, there's no measurement. There's no training and development. It's all about what mood you're in. Yeah. Or the jerky promoter that put it, watered the track. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's funny how when you're saying that and what I'm thinking is, is how many times though people always go back to the negative part of it and somehow try to justify, um, you know, instead of measuring, instead of saying, okay, I, I wanted to get a third today. That was my goal, but I got a sixth. Okay, now we have, now we, now we have, we have, we can look at this and say, hey, this is what we need to do to uh, accomplish the goal. Okay, you, you didn't get what you wanted, but we, we can now take. We can take this and, and really work on it and make it happen. But a lot of guys will give up then. A lot of guys will stop then. A lot of guys will will just let that negative part 
bring them down, you know, and say, ah, it start that story starts in their head. I'm not good enough. Uh, this can't happen, you know. Yeah, no, that's that's a human paradigm that we deal with, and, mm. and here's what it's called. It's called when I say third and I get sixth, mm-hmm. I relate to that as if I'm a failure. Okay, and and their whole education system and culture here is designed for you to get an A, a star, an acknowledgement, and know the right answer, and and know everything. Yep. And when you don't, you're something wrong with you. There's yep. you're a failure. You're not good enough. And so one cannot be a, a motocross racer and not have a healthy relationship with failure. And what that means is, I mean, this is something we really go to work on. Okay. Yeah. Is when I say first place and I get sixth, that is just a failure to fulfill on what I said. Distinct from I'm a failure. Distinct from I'm bad or wrong. And most of us are just in that paradigm. We don't know anything else. So it leads to I'm not going to say first place because if I don't get first place, I'm going to feel like a failure. Okay. Yeah. And so what leads to is then I don't say anything. I really don't promise anything in life. And when you get married, you don't even want to promise to your wife that she's going to have a wonderful life, or, or if you're a, a, a female racer, you know, whatever, yeah. to your husband, you're you're going to promise to them you're going to have a wonderful life, because you don't want to fail on that either. Yeah. And so what you do is you don't declare anything, you don't promise anything, mm-hmm. because man, if you don't get it right then I'm a failure, and who wants to deal with that feeling that I suck, I'm a failure, I'm not good enough? Mm-hmm. Well, well, look, we got to rewire that whole thing, because there ain't no way anything that's great that's happened, that's been invented, created, didn't come out of a declaration. Somebody said, civil rights for all, Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. Somebody said, the United States of America. Right? Somebody said something, man on the moon. Yeah. At some point, Villapoto said, I'm going to be the champion, right? And so the relationship to failure is completely different, a champion's relationship to failure. Yeah. That they say X, X doesn't happen, it doesn't stop them. It actually has them keep going and developing themselves and never getting that they're a failure. That is a problem right now with, with our society, you know. It was always about, like, and you, you touched on it, getting the A's and doing this, and, and actually out of failure becomes how you grow becomes how you become better you know almost if and if you look at anything that was ever you know any business guy that started any business or anybody you know thomas edison for example you know what was his famous saying with the light bulb um that's right i got it wrong what a, a thousand. Uh, yeah i have 353 ways on how not to make a light bulb how not to make a light bulb exactly you know so but, but but we are as a society so stuck in this um you know I got to get it right the very first time or I got to accomplish it the first time or and if I don't I'm they just beat themselves up and just say they're they're not good enough you know and and, and, and what's what's worse is you know we're always hardest on ourselves right mm-hmm. but what's worst is there's a rider that was really you know committed to winning or getting on the podium and didn't mm-hmm. okay Sitting there, sulking, beating him or herself up. Yeah. And then here comes mom or dad giving him a hard time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. Right? About it. Instead of, hey, what's missing? 
What's missing that would make the difference? What worked here? What didn't work? Let's see if we can discover that because, man, next week we're going to come back and do it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you know, shoot. I didn't, uh, you know, I didn't eat lunch. I talked to my buddies too much. And, man, I was just worn out for the second motos. You're not going to get that from a rider. You're going to get, you put the wrong tires on my butt. Jimmy cut me off at the starting line and I went down. <laughs> I don't like the track. They watered it too much. Yeah. See, you never get to anything there. Yeah. That's just called referring responsibility to someone other than yourself. Mm -hmm. right? Yep. So, you know, the, the keys here is, look, we've got to get to a place of a rider declaring something, anything. I want to win the beginner class by the end of the year. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay. And then... In that stand, in that declaration, dealing with the results and being responsible and dealing with the results in an empowering way that doesn't leave one as a failure, yeah. but leaves one responsibly with access to what was missing. Man, I'm getting killed in the whoops. Look, riders don't talk like this. Why I didn't get finished well is because I got killed in the whoops. Mm -hmm. They come up with some other crap, right? Yeah. So. I didn't. I got killed in the whoops. Leaves us too great. We know what to work on this week. Yeah, what to measure exactly? Yeah. So we go work on whoops. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The next week, did it make the difference? You know, it did make a difference. Yeah. And I'm getting killed in the ruts. The flat corner does great. I'm getting killed in the ruts. This is the development of a racer. But man, show me a rider that's going to be straight with a coach or a trainer or a parent mm -hmm. on what was missing, staining in responsibility. They're going to give a bunch of excuses. Yep. And this is what I break up, right? i got to break that stuff up. Yeah, yeah. Now, that, that's a great point. And the thing is, is if you look at people like Villapotas and Carmichael's and, you know, McGrath's even going back, and you look at that, you know, it, a lot of times if you read their stories and stuff, you'll see where they were like, coaches will say they were the best student I could have had because yep. they, they came in with that like that that uh that mindset of what you're saying of how like uh you know you know I got killed in the whoops today. What can we do to make it better, you know? But why is there such a such a you know, you see in this motocross racing game and, and a lot of people that I, I deal with and, and you know and what 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 is the, the uh attitude we have like we can figure this out on our own. Why do we have that so much? What is that reason? Why do you know what a lot of guys, they'll put tons of money into their motor work. They'll put tons of money into almost anything. But when it comes to this, the mental aspect of this game or, or just, you know, taking something like you're saying and realizing that you didn't create a crystal clear goal and then not, maybe not accomplishing it, but going back and saying, okay, what do I need to work on to get back to my goal? Why is it so hard for us guys in this sport like this? Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. You know, it's a great point. And, you know, one, motocross is a young sport. If you're on the football team, obviously you got a coach, mm -hmm. right? And the coach, you know, works drills, you know, puts you in positions that your strengths are, works on all these things. Mm -hmm. But the individual sports, you know, are different. You know, even if you're a cyclist, you know, you're going to get a coach if you if you get pretty good, right? Even at the high school level, there's coaches at that. Yeah. So, you know, individual sport is part of it. And the other part is our sport is really young. You know, back when I started this in 2001, I mean – it just was becoming accepted to have a trainer. Yeah. To actually have someone work through your physical training program. Yeah. Um, coaches, you know, 
wants a coach. I know how to ride a motorcycle. Yep, yep. And so then you started seeing, you know, some coaches come into the into the fray, right, and, mm-hmm. and making a difference. And you see it now, like you know, Marty Smith coaches somebody, an old racer. Jimmy Weiner would coach somebody. Gary Bailey, obviously. But it's still, I think there's one. There's not many coaches available out there. You know, if you happen to live in the right area and you got a coach in the area, great. Mm-hmm. And then too, the mindset is like, you know, my dad used to race, and you know, we got our program. Well, unless your name is John Tomac and your son's Eli Tomac, that your dad raced makes no difference unless he's got that kind of mindset, that kind of resources, that kind of program overview. I mean, if John Tomac was your dad, no kidding you're going to have a a, a championship program. He's going to put all the things in in place. Yeah, because, yeah, I agree. He's he's been there. Yeah, I'm not saying the program caused Eli Tomac. I'm, I'm saying that Eli Tomac... Is committed to being a champion. How do I know? Based on the results. And somewhere along the line, he said, "I'm, I'm going to be a champion, or I am a champion." And there he is. But yeah, so this whole thing with coaching, you know, there's a lot of bad ones out there, and there's ones that really don't know what coaching is. If you can get in front of, you know, Gary Bailey for 15 minutes, man, mm-hmm. I'm telling you that guy is the master. The beauty is, like, look. It's so much mental, right? Yeah. Give me any rider, and I've done it for 15 years. Give me any rider in any ho dunk town that's 15 years old and hasn't been racing since he was a peewee, mm-hmm. and and I'm telling you, with a short amount of time, he's winning the pro- local pro class. Yeah. And if he chooses, he's going pro. <clears throat> and people are like, well, how does that happen? It happens because context. Really getting clear on what you're up to mm-hmm. makes all the difference. And you make a great point on there where you say, you know, you don't know what you know. Can you elaborate more on that? Because basically that's what you're saying there is, is, you know, to go to a coach, to take a coach, they can make you see the bigger picture. You, you, you only know what you know, and that's kind of limiting to you. Yeah, that's right. Well, to say it another way is you don't know what you don't even know that you don't even know. Yeah, that was it. I, I didn't hit that perfect, but... <laughs> yeah, you don't even know what you don't even know. Yeah. You know what you know, and you know what you don't know. And then this whole other world called what I don't know that I don't even know that I don't even know it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and so how do you get access into that? You yeah. know, you get access into that in, in with a coach, mm-hmm. right? And really get to... Well, why does little Jimmy, who's been racing so great, and suddenly, you know, he's 14 years old and, and he's having a real problem? Mm-hmm. Man, I, I can see that in a moment, right? Give me 25 minutes with the kid, and I can get to it in a moment. So then I have access to dealing with what's in the way of little Jimmy giving his best at the sport that he loves. Yeah. Okay? And, you know, let's not beat around the bush here. A lot of the times... It's the relationship with the parents. Yeah. There becomes some kind of push, some kind of you should, you have to, you should be doing this if you're going to you know, make it as a motocrosser, mm-hmm. all this push. And suddenly the fun goes away, and so does the training and the riding. Yeah. And, and the other side is there's some kids that, you know, that works for them. Exactly. They, they got a family dynamic where it works that you know mom or dad is out there pushing and beating the stick and yelling, mm-hmm. but not always. Yeah, right. Yeah. So you know we're always looking for the formula. Man, I'm telling you, there's no formula out there. Yeah, no formula. And everyone's like, well, you know, look at you know McGrath, 
everyone goes out and buys BMX bikes. Mm -hmm. Like that's the formula to win in Supercross. Yeah. And right, well, look at Carmichael. You know, his mom was out there beating the whip, making making him do forty five minute motos in the in the southern heat. Exactly. Okay, let's go do that. <clears throat> and and why, there's no form. Well, why do you think that is? Do you think that's because it's it's man and machine, and we each have our own personalities? And you know, you know, it's not a team sport where like we well we got to kind of do all this. You know, say football for example. I mean, I'm no football expert but you know there's certain rules to that football game you got to apply and obviously there's certain rules to motocross too but but it's it's just it's not a team sport it's a man and machine you know and that that person on that bike that individual has his own ways of dealing with things has his own ways of uh you know that's right and, and do you think that's why that is why something like for say ricky carmichael it worked where his mom pushed him to death, pushed and pushed and pushed, and where someone else that would completely backfire on, and that would actually drive them away from the sport. You know, where where that person might might be someone that could be a great pro, a great champion, but you know that 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 same technique that Ricky Carmichael's mom used on him wouldn't work on this other person. Yeah, that that's exactly, and this is what happens with new coaches as well, right? They have success with a rider, mm -hmm. they get a formula, like this is how you do it. And they stick with it. And they try to apply that formula on somebody else, and they don't get the results. Yeah. <clears throat> Look, whether you're a football coach or motocross coach, the football coach is dealing with a rider with a name, uh, not a rider, a player with a name. Mm -hmm. Right? He's not, He's not. you know, this is how we do it around here. And there may be some of that, but he's dealing with each player, mm -hmm. just like a motocross coach. You're dealing with each rider and racer and what they're dealing with, what their beliefs are. Mm-hmm. How they see the world and themselves and what's possible, and then you really got to be in touch in their world, mm -hmm. right? Not over here listening to me what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I got to shut up and really listen and get how it is for you over there. Okay, so I appreciate all that, all that, all them answers, Joe. That was great. I mean, there are some good good pieces of information there really good so now what we're going to do is we're going to get into some questions that we put out to the to the uh some of the riders at the dirt soldiers mx army and uh some of the questions they have on the mental aspects of uh racing motocross and we'll start with uh the first question here and it comes from hunter and it says he says when i race a new track i get extremely nervous and slow way down sometimes i feel like i forget how to ride unlike my home track where I feel really confident. What are some of the techniques I could use to calm myself down and, and speed up, get my speed up? Yeah, that's that's great. And so this is, you know, not just for Hunter, I'm sure for a lot of riders. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a big race. At the big races, I really get tight. I don't get arm pump. I don't ride as well as I can. Maybe it's a new track. Um, and so really it is, when you're at home, at your home track, it just shows up for you in a, in, a, in a way that you're comfortable, you're confident. It just shows up that way. Yeah. And then when you go to a new track, it shows up to you in a way that is, you know, you got to look, right? How's it showing up? Yeah. If you can really get clear on how it's showing up, and this is important in what we do with when I coach a racer, right? Like, we, we call it clearing, right? Mm -hmm. Are we clear on what our objectives are today? Are we clear why we're here before we get out on the track? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 we get that clear. Is there anything in the way of what you're committed to accomplishing today? 
you know, they might say something like, wow, you know, I didn't get as much sleep as I want, or we got lost here this morning, and you know, I had to run to sign up, and I'm you know, a bit anxious. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you really get where the rider is and what they're dealing with. You don't do anything with it. You just really get, okay, I got it. You're a bit anxious. You guys got lost. You almost missed sign up. Okay, can we put that aside? Okay. What else? Well, you know, I'm not sure on what the track is. And, you know, I didn't get much time. And, you know, that back double, those guys are tripling. And, you know, I'm doubling. And, you know, any concerns? Okay. Do you know you can win without tripling that? Do you? Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Yeah, I can. All right. So we can put that aside. And really clearing the rider so that he's he or she is present, again, to what their intention is and that anything could get in the way to have it show up like, uh-oh, I can't perform at my best when the track, the race, the practice occurs to me as uh-oh. Mm-hmm. When it occurs to me as, this is fun. Hey, we got this. Man, I can't wait. That's when I operate in what I've been practicing and ride at my best. Mm-hmm. So I got to deal with how it's shown up for me, whether it's a big race. You know, well, what's, 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 man, a lot of pressure. If I don't make this qualifier, we're not going to Loretta's. Whoa, I got it. That's how this race is showing up for you. We're in big trouble. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And look, there's nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. You got to get with the rider and go, this shows up like you've got to qualify. And there's no freedom in there. There's no having fun today. It's trying to qualify, and I kind of know how it's going to go. Yep. So, you know, again, you, you're with the rider. You really get in their world. You know, when you get, you create something mm. in there, right? Can yeah. you let that go? Can you accept that? That, hey, you may not qualify. Can you accept that? No, I can't accept that. Okay. What's well, going to take that we can accept that? Yeah. And just be with. Whatever's there. And, you know, every rider's different. Yeah. Right? But this kind of conversation, so it shows up for him. is like, man, look at this track and all these riders. Cool. <laughs> so sometimes it takes just of, of having that mental state of just having fun and, 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 deal, and relaxing and, 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 and just uh, enjoying the process of where you're at right now, you know. And then it gives you also that measurement to look at, okay, at the end of that race, right? The fun, the fun is always there. The yeah. excitement to race is always there. But there's something that's blocking it from getting through. And when you're present to it, you're riding at your best. Mm-hmm. And when you're not, you're riding at some level that is not your best. Or you got some constraint there. Yeah. So the idea is to clear it, to get what's keeping the excitement of racing and the fun mm-hmm. from getting to your brain. We clear it. Yeah. And, you know, we do this. Look, at practice... After practice, before the first moto, after the first moto, before the second moto, after the second moto, after the moto, after the race is done, to keep the rider clear, so that nothing gets in the way of what they're committed to, that they're being, you know, a champion or whatever it is they're being, mm-hmm. and they're having the time of their life. Yeah, yeah. So you have to really get in there, and you have to really, you have to have that rider be honest with you. Because you you have to have him tell you what he's really feeling, because you're you're looking to clear it out. Because sometimes them feelings, if they're not honest with you, can start creating mental blocks, can start creating tension in the body, you know. And you're there to help them as a coach 
to to uh, get through that the best way possible. So you got to really be able to break through with them and have them be really honest with you, right? Yeah, and, it, and it's about having a relationship, right? A relationship mm-hmm. that that allows. Yeah. So you know when 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 uh, when when Jimmy. I keep saying Jimmy, let's give another name. <clears throat> when Susie, who's yeah. 16 years old, you know, we're at the Loretta Lynn qualifier, mm-hmm. and, you know, I say, what's in the way, right? Mm-hmm. Anything in the way for you doing what you said you would do today? And she's not going to tell her dad that, yeah, I broke up with Frankie last night, and I'm really pissed. Yeah. Because then she's going to get a lecture. I told you he's no good. Blah blah blah. Why are you be dating and blah blah food in a race and I'm spending fifteen hundred bucks to get us here? Yeah. There's no relationship there to be authentic yeah. and to really be, be say what's so. Hey, I got it. You broke up with Frankie. I got it. Mm-hmm. You really cared about him, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. Okay. Right, but you don't have a relationship with a rider like that? Because look, you think it's about racing and training and eating? Heck no. You're talking about a human being Dealing with school, with parents, with, you know, fitting in, with friends, you you name it, right? Boyfriends, girlfriends, the whole bit. Yep. you got to get in a rider's world. And when you have a relationship like that, and they can be authentic, well, then you can deal with it, right? If you get it up on the mat, we can deal with anything. Yeah. It's the stuff in the background that's killing us. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the point I was making, that stuff in the background that maybe they won't, you know... They they won't let it out to you, won't tell you about. That'll actually create start to create tension in the body, start to uh, you know affect them when they ride. You know. Yeah, because simply you're just not present to having the time of your life racing a motorcycle on a groomed track. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean that's what it all boils down to, right? I mean, when when we when we get down to the nitty gritty, man, this is it's all about the fun, you know, and it's all about having a good time and. I, I can say this, Joe. Honestly, some of the best racing I had in my career is I remember it distinctly. I was just stressing out about everything, training like crazy, working on the mental development, the whole nine yards. And, you know, and it, it started to actually kind of stress me out. And and I remember that, that off season, I said to myself, that's it, I'm done. I'm going out there. I've, I've done everything we talked about over this podcast. You know, and I'm not going to let it stress me out no more. And I went out that next year. I said, I'm having fun no matter what. I'm just relaxing, having a good time. It was some of the best results I've ever gotten, you know. And that, that stuck with me. And that's really stuck with me, um, you know. And I, yeah, no, that's, that's great. Yeah. yeah. You're really in a zone. You're present to, you know, generating fun, being responsible, having fun in the time of your life. Mm-hmm. And being up to something. Right, being committed to something mm-hmm. and actually giving your word to a number result. See, this is where we get crossed too, okay? Yeah. That, you know, uh, the racer comes and he gets, you know, he starts working at me and he starts declaring things like, okay, you know, I'm gonna get uh, two podiums and three top top three starts, right? Mm-hmm. And that doesn't happen. Yep. Right. And so right away, you know. The parents come in or the, or the trainer, whoever comes in and says, no, 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 we can't do that. Too much pressure. You're putting too much pressure on our racer, and he's falling apart at the seams. Mm-hmm. And I say, hold on, hold on. His future is Anaheim Stadium. Mm-hmm. You think there's going to be pressure there when he's on a motocross team that's sponsored by blah, 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 and there's a team manager and expectations. you think he's going to deal with pressure there? Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah, he's gonna deal with it times a hundred. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
So let's not pretend like let's not put somebody in a cocoon and then get them ready for pro motocross and then throw them out there with no development, no way to deal and cope with so-called pressure. Yeah. Right. And so you got to keep going. Right. So what they do is like that didn't work. Let's go back to do the best you can, because, man, when you just do the best you can, you ride really good. And I'm saying no. And coaching, if we're out to create something, right, you got to develop yourself mm -hmm. through the rigor of what you said as your word and maintain a context, an empowering context that has you doing what the best job, the best thing you could ever think of in your life. How do I know? Because that's what you're doing, motocross. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's not like removing the pressure. It's creating reality in your word and developing yourself inside of it. Mm -hmm. And that's how, how my riders can go to Loretta Lynn's and Anaheim One and get, you know, fifth place on the start on a, on a, on a, on a, a privateer bike. Yeah. Because they relate to what's happening in a wholly different way. Yeah. It shows up for them in a way like, dude, they're, they're, they're having the time of their life. Man, look at that. I'm, I'm lined up next to... Um, I forgot his name, right? Jake Weimer. Yeah, I'm yeah. lying out next to Jake Weimer. Yeah. Some guys would fall apart like a cheap suit. My yeah. guys are like, dude, that's so cool. <laughs> I think I'm going to beat him to the first corner. Hey, woo, there we go. That's awesome. So that, that, that brings up a, a question in my mind, and that question is, is I deal with more of the beginner riders, okay? And as you get up into the upper, you know, upper pro levels, so all these guys are getting, a, you know, a, a lot of these guys are on the same level. So does that make it harder for these guys? Now, you know, what, what's the little distinct advantages they can use because they're in such a same level right now? I guess I'm talking more when you're getting up to, you know, like your Stewarts and your Villapotos and your Carmichaels and all these guys. I mean, do you have any, you know, any suggestions on that? What, what, what's... You know, it's it's the same stuff, Scoob. Yeah. Okay, and I've been at the at the pro level, not only myself, but coaching my 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 racers, right? Mm hmm And look, I'm I'm gonna you know have people unhappy with this, but there's five racers in the 250 class and five racers in the 450 class that are actually racing to win. Yeah. And you got all these really talented pros mm -hmm. that aren't doing what I would do with a beginner. Yeah. And you know, hey, well, what's your what's your goal? What are you up to? Okay, say it out loud. Mm -hmm. Say it to me. Mm -hmm. Say it to three people that are important to your life. Mm -hmm. Okay, share it. Get it out of the closet, right? Okay, you want to win the series, the triple triple potato series in, you know, no place Oregon, right? Okay, got it. Yeah. And then you know, what's it going to take? Well, you're going to have to be on the podium every race. Okay, got it. <clears throat> They're not doing that at the pro level. And so it's like, you know, it becomes this even more shrouded thing like, you know, how dare you say you're going to be a champion. But, dude, you're a pro. You're wow. a pro. What are you doing? Yeah. Are you trying to get better as a privateer? I'm a privateer trying to get better, and maybe hopefully I'll get a ride with support if I'm lucky, but I come from a poor family. Yeah. And that's your story, and you're going to die with that story. And we got to break up the story. Yeah. You know, look, uh, first year, privateer, um, worked with the kid when he was an amateur. He got a, he got a, a, a ride, first year pro. <clears throat> I trained him. We did the whole West Coast series together. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? <clears throat> well, you know, let's, you know, let's go for top 10, see if we can get top 10. I'm like, nah, I'm not interested. I'm not going to coach you. 
I'm not going to coach you for top 10. That, I won't get up in the morning that early to, to train you to get top 10. And you see, I knew it was bull crap, right? Because he really wanted to win. Yeah. But not this year. Not this year. Some year. When I get more of this, when I get more of that, when I get more of this. Well, you know, we just broke, broke that fallacy up because all that is is being not responsible for what you got. And man, you're a talented rider. You ain't the, wouldn't be the first privateer that won a championship. Mm-hmm. I remember Mike Krajowski did it back in my day. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we really created the space. It took, took you know, something, right, to really have him see that, yes, this could be I could win the championship in the lights class this year. And when we really got that that was what we were training for and that was what the outcome, everything shifted. Right, everything shifted. Yeah. And so here I had a rider that no one knew uh, coming from amateurs in the pro that was actually racing to win. Do you know how much he had a leg up on everybody else? Because there's only five guys he was racing against that were racing to win. Yeah. And he beat most of them. Yeah. Uh, that's a great point because there was only five guys with that mindset and that yeah. and that level. See, but some guys got it like, well, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be against winning. No, but are you committed to it? Exactly. Are you willing to give your word to it and say, on this moto, I will be in first place? Mm-hmm. Are you willing to say that? Yeah. Well, no, then i got to be responsible. And, and there's your loss of power, right? Yep. Wherever there's a loss of power, there's usually a complaint or an explanation. Yep. Whenever there is power, there's someone standing firmly in responsibility. And see, this is another thing. Most people have responsibility like a burden. The last thing I want to have is responsibility. Well, if that's the most powerful place any human being could stand is being responsible for it all, then why wouldn't I want to stand there? Yeah. Especially if I'm up to creating a motocross champion. If that's what I'm up to being, a motocross champion, I want to stand in the most powerful place possible. And that is me being responsible for how it is, how I am, how you are, how the track is, how everything is right here, right now. Mm -hmm. When a rider stands there, the magic happens. Yeah. But I like this question. This, this is from Michael. This one this one cracked me up a little bit. He said, why am I riding faster with an ugly red shirt than the other shirts? And that's not his main question, but he threw that out there. I thought that was funny. That's great. Yeah. It's real simple, right? It's because you believe it. Because you believe like it. Like you really believe that you ride the best with that red shirt. A lot of athletes have these superstitions. Yeah. And the belief makes it so yeah you know voodoo medicine medicine is all based on a really strong conviction belief that chicken blood will cure me yeah okay and, and no difference but here's the same thing right yeah if you really believe like man i could be a champion yeah i really could and then actually declare it your beliefs have just propelled you like that red shirt. But I'm, I'm going to keep going. He has more of a question here, and I really like the second part of the question. And it says, he says, if I make a mistake or come up, come up short on his expectations, I think on the mistake way too long, and then he screws up other things along the way. He, he can't let it go. That's basically what he's saying. Um, he can't make, let that mistake go, and then he, you know, it screws him up later down the road, whatever it may be, racing, jumping, whatever. Can you can you touch on that a little bit? It's it's real easy to see and see like, hey, stop doing that. You make a mistake, let it go. 
Well, that's information that makes no difference. Mm. You got that? Yeah. This is what coaches, that the people that call themselves coaches do. Oh, man, I, may, I blew that corner and I keep, you know, I can't let it go and it's blowing my next corner, my next corner. Well, stop doing that. Hey, the pros don't do that. That information makes no difference. Mm -hmm. That's not coaching. You got to get behind the curtain. Well, what has somebody make a mistake and get hung up on it? Well, I, I can tell you. We talked about it earlier. Yeah. You make a mistake, you're relating to yourself as a, as a failure or as wrong or as I shouldn't have. When Villapoto makes a mistake, he relates to it as like, oh, that's a new line that I did not yet see. <laughs> Good point. Like how, many, how many videos do we got of Villapoto almost crashing, right, and pulling off, pulling it off? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, how did that guy keep it up? Yeah. Right? I mean, he just rides at that edge, right? Mm. It's like, to him, I don't know how it occurs to him, but it occurs somewhere in this world, certainly of, oh, I messed up. No, 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 not Villapoto. He didn't think like that. Or, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Are you kidding me? It occurs to him something like, oh, that's a lie that I did not yet discover. <laughs> and I happen to be on the ground, but I'm going to get back up and try it on the next lap. It makes no difference. Yeah. Information makes no difference. There's something else in the world of, I don't know what I don't even know I don't know, that's going to give me access to relating to a mistake in a whole new way. Mm -hmm. That's coaching. Yep. Because, you know, fundamentally, that rider is relating to himself as right and wrong. Oh, I made a mistake. I screwed up. What is that nonsense? we got to clear that nonsense out of there, and then something else will arise. Right? Telling him to stop doing it, good luck. Yeah, exactly, and that's that's what that's what brings. It's just, it's just information. Yeah, right? it's just information. Yeah, so basically, it comes down to the, you know, it comes down to, uh, you know, it comes down to you and your beliefs. That's right. Yeah, and that's what they're doing, right? They're they're going from one trainer to the next trainer to the next motorcycle to the next dealership to the next brand to mm. the next riding gear. Yep. All in the elusive search for, for what will make the difference. Well, I'm going to tell you what will make the difference. You, the you, rider, will. Exactly. And you're going to deal with your environment, mm -hmm. rider. You're going to deal with your environment. Mm -hmm. And that's where the magic happens. This is where we get a breakthrough results. Yep. And then also, I mean, it comes down to the rider and also getting that coach that can show you what you don't know. You know what I mean? That can expand your horizons. That's great. Let's let's move on to one more question here. Um I kind of like this question coming back after a serious injury and you see this a lot with guys that are that are a little bit hesitant after they had a serious injury he says can i be fast again i know i can but it's the final step the last hurdle done the gym work back on the bike how do i get faster you got to deal with things right yeah one is what i would like to work with rider is why did you crash mm -hmm. and and why did you get hurt and in the sport, and they typically tell me, "Well, yeah, it's the sport. It was an accident. It wasn't my fault. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just got hurt." Well, haven't you crashed before? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, why did you get hurt this time? Like this is a heavy-duty conversation, right? Yeah. <laughs> People are gonna freak out on me here. That it starts there at the injury. What caused you? If you're standing in responsibility, there is no accidents. What caused you to fall down and not only fall down, actually get an injury? What's going on? What's going on that you're no longer racing motocross? You're actually hurt. You're off the bike. Mm -hmm. 
you know, you really get in with a with a with a rider in this conversation. Again, it takes a relationship to do this. I'm telling you, most of the time, okay. And I've had this conversation with many of them, mm-hmm. and about maybe three conversations, there was nothing there. It was actually an accident. It was just a freak thing that happened. Yeah. All the other times, we discovered something. Right? Guy breaks his wrist, and he's got that. You know, actually, yeah, I can't handle the pressure. I don't think I can handle this level. Moved up a class. I don't think I can handle it. That's what's driving in the background. Okay. So it- well, no wonder, no wonder you got hurt and broke your hand. You can't handle it, and now you don't have to deal with anything, do you? Mm, yeah. Right? It broke my leg. It broke my ankle. I don't know, right? You know, you got to look and see. Sometimes there's something there, and most of the time there's a golden nugget of the rider trying to avoid responsibility for something, or something's showing up for them in a certain way that occur- that for them they can't handle it, or it's too much. Mm-hmm. And an easy way out with dignity, it's, it's terrible how sports are okay the easy way out of a sport is to be injured and no one gives you grief no one calls you a quitter no one tells you to keep going they just accept that and so it's this it's this way out that we're setting our kids up our racers up to get hurt as their only exit with dignity wow that's my guys yeah that that, that's that's really interesting that's a, a really interesting point there how how you dug deep on that and found that that out, you know, that's something I would have never even myself thought of, you know. I guess I left it at the at the base level with guys that I've worked with. It was just you know thought it was just an injury. But what you're saying is I understand where you said, well maybe this is gonna make some people mad. I get it, but wow, that I think that's really good. You know what I mean? There's actually more to it there. There, it's their way out. It's their way out. And yeah. it's a way to avoid responsibility. Avoid responsibility. Because for the next six to eight weeks, my mom is going to wait on me hand and foot. I don't have to go to school. I don't have to train. Mm-hmm. I don't have to race. I don't have to perform. And, man, this is going to be great. Mm-hmm. Look, when my riders get hurt, the training doesn't stop. Yeah. And, and you know, we stop mom and dad. you, you got to give this rider nothing. Yeah. They broke their leg. They broke their arm. They're going to get great at cut crutches. Mm-hmm. Believe me, they'll figure it all out. Stop <laughs> waiting on them. And they're going to train. Mm-hmm. And they're going to visualize. And they're going to watch video. And they're going to play, you know, MotoGP. And they're going to stay on the bubble and be responsible for everything they said and keep going. Yeah. Injury does not equal excuse of responsibility. It's it's being responsible for your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you look at it differently, right? Look, for that rider, yes, you can come back. You know, get back into it. You deal with whatever you think caused the injury in the first place. Once you get to that, I'm telling you, I work with a rider and they get it. They're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's why. They light up. And that now is complete. It's complete. So now they can go race. They don't have the fear anymore. Because that, whatever that issue was got resolved, it disappeared for them, and they're just like, man, they're racing again. So you want to look, you know, is there something that had you get hurt, and where did you get hurt? Yeah. Look and see if that's related to anything. So that, that, that gives me a question I want to ask you. How many riders do you see that, that actually do that? Like, how many riders is there that you can you work with that just have the mindset that, that they go out, and no matter what, if they break their leg, 
they're gonna you know they want to keep training they they they're it's nothing about trying to escape they're they break their leg it's like when can i get back what can i do what's the percentage you see what what how many people though that is more of a thing where they just want to wait it on by mom and dad and and they and it's an escape it's a way out for the time being at least anyhow yeah well, well and how well, do you, you know one thing i can tell you that most of my riders that i work with at this level mm-hmm very few injuries, very few injuries, and certainly no major injuries. Yeah. Right. So really not dealing with that. Now riders that you know, it's funny. A lot some riders that I begin to work with, and they get the sense of the work we're going to do. Mm-hmm. A lot of them injure out. Okay. Yeah. It's 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 kind of it's kind of odd, right? There's yeah. something that they're confronted with, but they haven't had a, enough time to get in with them. Mm-hmm. That they'll injure out right off, right out at the beginning. That we won't work together. Yeah. And so you know, uh, but most of my riders, they just keep going, right? And I'm always having the conversation. Look, this is a dangerous, crazy sport, yeah. right? Are you still in here? Are you still committed to this? Look, yeah. we can go do something with your athletic ability. I promise you, we can make millions in golf. We can go swimming. We can go mountain bike racing. You know, we can do anything. Are you really still into this? I'm always checking in with them. Yeah. Right, and their ability to choose that, you know, just hasn't present again. Like, okay, let me think about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, this is what I want to do. Actually, I want to do nothing else in this. All right, let's go. Yeah. So that that yeah, and then so you you see where they're at and everything. So you break Look, that. I, you... I mean, I mean, go go with me. Go go with me, Scoob. Yeah. If you're a 15 year old racer and you're at Loretta Lynn's, okay, after you've qualified, the old man tells you how much thousands of dollars you spent. Mm-hmm. And you go out there and you just know it, man. You are so outclassed. Mm-hmm. You, you, there's just no way you're even going to get a top ten here. Mm-hmm. Right? There's just, there's just way beyond, right? You got lucky. You were from, you know, Maine or something. I don't want to diss any of the guys in Maine. You were <laughs> from some small rural town where there's not a lot of motocross competitions. What I mean. Yeah, yeah. Right. And and and, and you're outclassed. I mean, what do you do there in that situation? Myself personally, and this is the way I always been throughout my career when I was riding, was I did have the drive, so I would go, and and you hit it on it through this whole podcast. I would go back and look at what I didn't, what what I need to do, whatever that may be. If it was hire a coach, I would go hire that coach. I would look for any anything that 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 stopped me from reaching that goal, and I go back and and whatever I needed to do. I mean, if I needed to call somebody up, a friend, if I knew a pro that was better than me, hey, I'd ask him, hey man, here's what happened. What, I want to get better. I want to ride. I want to ride to my top level. Here's what happened at the race that that weekend. Tell me what to do. Whatever it took. You know what I mean? That was me personally. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's a mindset, Scoob. Right? The mindset that you have. Mm-hmm. And so many riders are going to come up with an excuse, or you know, somehow make you know their 39th place finish good. Yeah. And then everyone around him is going to agree with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good for his first time. What do you mean, pretty good? 39th? Yeah. Come on, what was missing? Is that really your best ride? Or they're going to injure out. Yeah. And then, you know, no one has to be responsible for anything. We try again next year, we got injured. I don't know how many racers I could count. Hey, where'd you get hurt? Loretta Lynn's qualifier. Where'd you get hurt? At Loretta Lynn's. Mm. It's like, you know, the most pressured environment is where they get hurt yeah it's like uh hello there might be something to look out there yeah yeah that's a great point you know that's something that uh even even you tell me that really opens my mind up too 
and uh, you never, you never, you never look at that because we're we're so used to just this sport being a more dangerous sport, and you know things can happen in this sport, and uh, so you know I guess I guess even myself fell fell back on that, you know that's what it is, you know, and uh, well, you look at some of the greats, McGrath. Do you remember any injuries that McGrath had out of his eight years of reign? No, and you, that's that's a great point. I often looked at that myself too. Like if you look at Carmichael and McGrath and different other guys. What did, I always ask myself, I always I do a lot of studying, really thinking, trying to think what, what's happening here, and why is it that them two, or two that really didn't get a lot of injuries, where you have these other guys that got they, a ton of injuries, you know? And they really did, right? Yeah. So, man, it's just coincidence. It's just they're lucky. I'm telling you, they're not lucky. They are operating in a state, and they see things differently. Mm-hmm. They're really standing. You know, if I could summarize it all. They're standing in a place of responsibility that you have no idea what that means. They are so responsible for life, the world, what they say in their word, like you have no idea what that means. You know, if, if we could, you know, sum this whole thing up. Mm-hmm. Trying to get better on a motocross bike or trying to get to be a champion has you ensure that you're never going to get there. You're never going to get there. Mm-hmm. There's no place to get to when you're a champion. When you really relate to yourself as a champion up to something great in the world, mm-hmm. there's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to get there to. There's just you being and doing what a champion does. Mm-hmm. And the results are the results. But see, we're all tr- we're all amateurs or privateers or or guys with a dream or gals with a dream trying to get somewhere that we're not. Yeah. And we're working on it, and we're improving, and we're getting better, and we're getting closer, and we're working on it, and we're improving. And you can't get there from here. You can't get to a championship there. You'll it ensures that you'll never be a champion if you're working on it. In trying to get to be a champion, it ensures that you'll never get there. Yeah, because you're not stating a clear crystal goal where you want to be and where you and what result you want. You're just kind of saying to yourself, uh, that's where I want to be. And that's already eliminating you right there. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, and I'm, I'm who I am and I'm trying to get to somewhere else because obviously over there is better than where I'm at. Yeah. And so, you know, the work I do is really getting people clear on what they're up to mm-hmm. and then declaring for themselves, oh, that's who I am. No, 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 that's who I am. I'm a champion. And look, here's the other great thing. You don't get to be a champion. You know, you look at a guy like Dungey. You don't get to be a champion on a motocross bike and not a champion in your life. Yeah. You don't get to be a champion like Jeremy McGrath and not be a champion in your life. Mm-hmm. It's a way of being. It's a way to look at the world. It's a way to look at oneself and regard oneself. Yeah. You know, and, and bring forth championship acting and thinking and doing and commitment. Yeah. So so it's basically, and what you're kind of saying is you don't just, you know, you don't just go to be a championship at motocross. you got to become a champion throughout your whole, everything you do. No matter what you do, you got to fate, you got to step forward as a champion with everything. It's just not, I'm just going to be this champion. Okay, I'm going to reach this pinnacle of championship in motocross racing, but leave everything else, you know, 
I'm I'm gonna neglect everything else. You got to step up full heartedly in everything, right? Is it- yeah, and and this is why so many of your listeners struggle with training, mm-hmm. with the physical training, right? It's yeah. like, man, you know, what's the new program? I'm gonna do this. Is they're not bringing champion to it. They're not relating to that as the fulfillment of my championship. They're, they're, they're relating to it as something I don't want to do, I don't like to do. And so when you relate to it like that, you never really get elite fitness. But the way, you know, Dungy relates to fitness is completely different than most amateurs or privateers. Yeah. Hey, that's that's the program. Me training is me being a champion. Mm-hmm. It's me fulfilling on my word and what I said. And it really comes down to that, that somebody says something. They declare something. I want to be Chicken Lick Raceway's first place beginner in 2015. Yeah. That's where it begins, right? And yeah. then it's just working with a rider to actually honor what they said every step of the way. Yeah. And then when you do that, what happens is someone gets a profound relationship with what they say and a real level of integrity mm-hmm. that you can't imagine, and their life works. And he gets like, wow, that was pretty easy. Yeah. <laughs> and he repeats. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, man. I'll tell you what, you, you make some really, really great points. I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it's the way it is, you know what I mean? And it, it's, it's crazy how, and it really opens your eyes to seeing how how just these little things that you say to yourself and these little things you do definitely like on you know the physical training and you related it to Dungey he says that it's it's a mindset and he says that's what I got to do that's what's going to be done but you know some other people say well yeah. do I have to do that workout what about would this one be easier or and that already right there from the rip just just put a block to you you know what I mean so you're never going to go to that championship level you just you just put the brakes on it right there you know, yeah, and you want to see that you can't get to where Dungey is from here. You can't get there from here. Mm-hmm. You can't work on it. You can't incrementally get better. You got to see the world the way Dungey sees it as a champion. Yeah. Then maybe, maybe you'd have access to that kind of action, that kind of committed speaking that kind of reliability, that kind of consistency, and maybe have those kind of results called the number one plate. Yeah. So so it's almost seeing that whole vision, that whole goal complete, and then would it would almost be better to work backwards, maybe? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. Ex- exactly, Scoop. You got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you go there, right? That that's who you are, and then you work back. Yeah. What work? Yeah. Okay. Here I am. This is me. This yeah, you're is you're gonna my... be my next coach. <laughs> but but you know that's that's maybe a way that would really help you know the listeners see like you know to really get a crystal clear goal. Go there. Be there. Be there. But that you have to. There's steps then to get there. You know. And sometimes you know if you're not there from the very beginning, you're never gonna get there. And so go there and then work backwards. In the steps, you, you know, look to get there. I love it, Scoob. That's right. You tell your riders, go there, don't get there, go there, and then let's work backwards. And we'll work backwards, right? Exactly. Work backwards. Yeah. So in, in in 1983, 
I said I would be the 1987 AMA 125 national champion. That was my decla- declaration. Mm-hmm. And inside of that, I took actions that were amazing to me. Like yeah. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I moved to New to, from California to, from New Jersey to California. I can't believe I just asked this pro to mentor me. I can't believe I just got you know hired. I, you know all these things, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I someone doesn't take championships. Someone that the only way to take championship actions is to think like a champion, and the only way you're going to think or act like a champion is to actually be embody champion right now mm-hmm. right now and then what the future is is expressions of me being a champion and i tell you what it's amazing life whether you win or not yeah one of the things and again this is gonna this is gonna be you know counterintuitive yeah when i work with a rider mm-hmm. and they tell me when they really get clear on what they're up to i am certain that i have no idea how to fulfill on that i have no idea mm-hmm and when I think I do, that's when I'm in trouble. And we create it, standing in, hey, yeah, that's your word. I give my word to your word. Now it's our word. I don't know how to get there, but you know what? I'm as committed as you are. Let's go. Yeah. And in the discovery of that, that's the magic. You're discovering things. There's no formula to follow. You're discovering. Yeah. And that's where you go back to where the how will come. The how will start to present itself. Right, you're good at this, Scoop. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be my next coach. Hey, I'll, I'll coach for you in a second, my man. No doubt about that. I love it, and I, you've and uh, you opened my mind to a lot of things too. I really appreciate uh, everything you did on this podcast. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Well, I guess when we'll there is that is that good for you? Let me just you know thank you for having me on your program mm-hmm. and for reaching out to me. Really, it's it's my pleasure to share this with as many racers as possible. With the intent that it makes a difference for you. Yeah. Really. And, you know, I'm available. You go to mxcoach.com. My phone number's on there. You're welcome to call me, mm-hmm. email me, text me, whatever. And, uh, you know, no charge, right? I'll, I'll have a discussion with you. Yeah. To see, you know, if, if working together would make a difference or if you even have a question, you know, yeah. anything. Yeah. So thanks for the opportunity, Scoop. Have a great night. And um, so thank you so much for coming on the show. I really do appreciate it. My pleasure, Scoop. Thank you. All right. Take we'll, care. Yeah, we'll see you, man. Well, I want to thank Joe Dagana for that interview. That was a great interview. Tons of golden nuggets in there to really sink your teeth into and to take your motocross racing to the next level. Like Joe said, get crystal clear. Define your goals. Be a champion at heart. You can't get there as it, from here as an amateur to a champion. you got to go there now and be a champion now. Okay, and uh, you know, get a coach, find a good coach that can help you get clear on this stuff to break the cobwebs out of your mind and, and, and take your riding to the next level. Listen, like Joe said, most of these guys are not doing this. The guys that, in your class are not doing this, everyone's just throwing this to the wayside. You can get a leg up on these guys right now by just doing this, by finding yourself a good coach, by getting crystal clear and defining your goals. By becoming a champion now, stay in your state of mind and everything you do. Go there now. Be the champion now. And you're going to get your leg up, your leg over your bike, and up on the majority of the people out there on the track with you because they throw this to the wayside. I want to thank Joe again so much for being on this podcast. Go back and listen again, guys. 
Man, there's some golden nuggets in there. I want to make an announcement now, though. Me and Joe have decided to put on a school here at Dirt Soldiers MX. The school is going to go down June 5th and 6th. It's a two-day camp, and we are going to teach you everything you heard on this podcast, and we're going to you know, help you become a better rider. Take your riding to the next level. So, if you're interested in this camp, please go to www.motocrosstrainingacademy.com forward slash boot camp and you'll get all the information there i'll leave a link below this podcast uh, you can click on that link and go and get all the information of the school we're going to put together me and joe um, you can come meet us come work with us and uh we're going to have a good old time a good fun time and really help you guys up the ante in your motocross racing become a better motocross racer that's that's our goal and that's what we do and we're going to coach you and get you to the next level thanks joe again i really appreciate it I'll talk to you guys soon. See you guys in the full zone.